0: Lent is a creative, generative time. I had a priest tell me a long time ago when I first became a member of the Episcopal Church, he said, Rob, if you put just some energy into Lent, God will meet you there and show you something. It was a promise. uh, It was an invitation. And I have found that that priest's words were absolutely true and they have been true for me. Lent has been always a productive and creative time for me, a time where I got to Uh, get clear about who I am and whose I am and who God is in my life. This is Four People with Bishop Rob Wright.
1: Hey, everyone. I'm Melissa Rao, and this is Four People. Throughout this 2023 Lenten season, Bishop Wright and I are having brief conversations based on his five-part video series and study guides he shared with the Episcopal Diocese of Atlanta. You can get access to the video series by visiting www.episcopalatlanta.org. Bishop, I'm not sure if you named your series itself, uh, yet if you ask me, it's all about difference-making. Yes. Do you want to share a little bit about what inspired you to do a five-part video series throughout Lent?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, first and foremost, you know, Lent is that season uh, that leads us uh, towards Easter. It's that season that the church invites us to to think about our life and a relationship to the gospel of Jesus Christ. I, I like to say it's that season where we try to get our mind and our behind in line. It's where we take a uh, another step closer, another step braver uh, in our life of faith. Uh, it's where we offer ourselves to God anew. Is to say come on in, God, move into my house, take a look at how I've got my furniture laid out and give me your decorating suggestions. That's what Lent is. And so, uh, you know, our Lenten theme this year, which is Jesus makes the difference. Jesus makes the difference uh, is is really five movements from the lessons uh, that are appointed for Lent to just really sort of take a look at that. How does Jesus make a difference? um and and so we use five lengthy conversations many of them from the the gospel of John uh to think about Jesus and the woman by the well and Jesus's conversation uh with Nicodemus a religious uh, official uh Jesus and the devil uh Jesus and a blind man uh and finally Jesus and Lazarus and uh, and his raising uh from the dead rising from the dead and so yeah I love lent lent's a great time to learn it's a great time to focus to to uh to Come away uh, a bit from our daily grind, uh, and uh, and to give ourselves to fasting, prayer, and study.
1: Hmm. All right. Well, this first week's lesson is called "The Difference Between Jesus and the Devil," based off Matthew chapter four, verses one through eleven. And right. it's a fabulous devotion. Uh, to summarize, the devil, Satan, the negative voice inside your head, or whatever yeah. you want to call it. Yeah. Exists to have you assume an identity apart from God. Yes, right. Always. So do you want to say more about identity in Christ?
0: Uh, sure, of course. I mean, well, first of all, you know, what we want to talk about is, is is the devil, right? So the devil's not to do with the, you know, sort of red, you know, latex suit on, you know, with the pitchfork and the, and the horns. That's not the Hebraic understanding of the devil, Right? Uh, so the devil's the tempter, the guy who comes to ask the questions to test what you really believe. So, you know, uh, you know the, the devil's the person to say, What do you really believe? What do you really want? And, uh, and just to sort of test the integrity of, of who we say we are, what our values are. And so Jesus gets into a conversation with the devil. It's right out of, the, of Jesus being baptized. Uh, he, so he goes right from the water of baptism into the wilderness. In the wilderness, he's vulnerable. He's alone. Uh, you know, he's not with his with his friends. Uh, you know, he's fasting, and so there's that physical sort of vulnerability. Um, there's that silence. Silence uh, is uh, something that many of us to this day are still uh, afraid of. We can't be alone, and Jesus is alone with his thoughts in the wilderness. And, and into this, and onto that stage, comes the devil, the questioner, the great tempter, and 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 wants to say to him. Uh, you know, this big question, if you are the son of God, right? So the devil knows his Bible. And so the devil's asking him all these biblically based sort of things to do tests, to test his faith. But at the core of the devil's question to Jesus, it is if, if you are the son of God. Now, what's fascinating about that is, is that we already solved that in baptism, Jesus is baptized by his big cousin, John. Uh, the clouds break open and the voice of God says, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. And so it's already been resolved, just like it's been in our life. We already belong to God. We already are gods. We already made in God's image. But then as you go along in life, you get all these ifs, you know, if you are beloved, uh, if you are forgiven, if you are loved. And so the devil is a master at that. He's always wanting to to bring a question mark where God has already put an emphatic uh, exclamation point.
1: <laughs> I love that. Uh, you know, the season of Lent, Often people will give things up or take things on, and I'm curious. Like I know it used to be 40, you know, 40. What was it? 36 days. Now it's 40 days. 40 30 days, yeah. If you count the Sundays, whatever yeah. it is, it's a season. It's a season. <laughs> right. The season. Is it a self-imposed desert season? Are we supposed to try to be tempted to do something other than what we should? Or I'm just curious if it's a prove it.
0: Take no, no, it's not a proven. No, not at all. Not at all. I mean, I know that some people might think that. It, it, so so the, the, the basic idea is, is that it's a, it's a time to bring focus, renewed focus uh, to, the, to the most important thing in our lives. The truth of the matter is we all drift from our center truth of the matter is, is that life gets the best of us sometimes and distractions get the best of us. It's no condemnation here. It's just, that's the fact of life. And we get off center, right? Even if we're sort of uh, meditating and reading our scripture, uh, worshiping, serving, giving all those sorts of things, we can drift off center. And there's just more God to know, Right there's more of our own life to know and to give to God, and so the the church calls us to to the keeping of a holy Lent through prayer, study, fasting, uh, service, etc. And that is to get back to you know the, the main thing. Uh, and sometimes in life we can get to the place where uh, you know the minors become the majors, and Lent is the, is that invitation to make the majors the majors again. And so it's not about self-imposed temptation at all. It's about bringing a new attentiveness, a new focus. Uh, and so you'll find that people will give up things. That's the way we used to talk about it, you know, give up sweets or, you know, give up ice cream. And I like to joke with people and say, hey, look, if you, if, you know, if, if chocolate and ice cream is causing you a problem with God, then bring it to my house because it's not causing me any problems. Uh, <laughs> um, and, and that's a well-intentioned, I'm going to give up things, but it, it doesn't take us very far. I would I would rather invite people to the keeping of a holy Sabbath. So in other words, no work on Sunday, just family, um, or or to take up some new practice. You know, whether it's walking and talking to God, or it's a it's a trip, or or, or something that has uh, as its uh, sort of focus and center um, getting to know myself better, and therefore getting to know God better. Uh, some people will commit to reading the gospel, Matthew or Mark or Luke or John or some other book of the Bible. Uh, Some people will read a particular book. Some people will attend a Bible study regularly. It's a time to take on things as well as it is a time to give up things. Some of us need to interrogate our work-life balance. And so Lent is an opportunity to take a look at that. Some of us need to take a look at how we do uh, uh, spending money. Uh, Some of us are trying to fill a hole uh, by shopping. Uh, and consumerism that'll never get filled. I mean, Amazon can't bring the stuff enough to fill that hole. And so maybe it's a time to take a look at that. Uh, others of us m- perhaps need to commit to therapy, whether individually or is, is in, in terms of mar- marital therapy or as a family. Uh, then now is the time also to, to take, embark on the journey of healing. Uh, and so Lent, Lent is a creative, generative time. I had a priest tell me a long time ago when I first became a member of the Episcopal Church. He said, Rob, if you put just some energy into Lent, God will meet you there and show you something. And, and it, it, was a, it, was a, it was a promise. Uh, it was an invitation. And I have found that that priest's words were absolutely true. And they have been true for me. Lent has been always a, a productive and creative time for me, uh, a time where I got to uh, get clear about who I am and whose I am and who God is in my life.
1: Well friends, we'll be right back after this short break.
0: Hi listeners, thank you for listening to Four People, a space of digital evangelism. You can keep up with us on Instagram and Facebook at Bishop Rob Wright. And now back to Four People.
1: Welcome back to Four People. Bishop, you concluded your devotion with this. The difference between the devil and Jesus is that Jesus kept worshiping God through the temptations, the silence, and the suffering. It doesn't escape me that when we suffer blows, often the first thing people do is stop worshiping. So I'm wondering if you have any advice for the mourners, the sufferers, those who feel separated from God, whether by the devil or otherwise, like how do they make their way back?
0: Right. Well, I mean, well, first of all, you know, as someone who who knows what, you know, what kinds of heartbreaks life can bring personally, I know that it's easier said than done. That is to to keep worshiping God through the trials, the tribulations, the suffering, the silence, the depression. I know personally, um, you know, the contours of that journey, and and still I can say that. You know, it is a time to be completely candid with God. It is to it is to cry out to God in your pain. It is to ask God, "Where are you?" Um, you know, we we serve a God that has compassion, uh, that understands our words before they form, you know, in our brain. And so, you know, our prayer time, our talking to God time, is a time to be honest. And so, you know, worshiping just means that I'm I'm keeping the number one thing in the universe, the number one thing. And so worshiping also helps us to gain perspective about what I'm going through. So I'm going through a difficult season. You may be going through a difficult season, but that difficult season is still smaller than who God is. And and that's the thing we have to keep in mind is, is that God is bigger than cancer. God is bigger than divorce. God is bigger than marital strife. God is bigger than funny money. God is bigger than economic upheaval. God is bigger than political malpractice that we're seeing every day uh, in our republic. God is bigger than all of that. And so if we can get locked into that through our regular practices before the bad season comes, then we can make our way. But even if we can't, um, I would say this is also now not the time to be by yourself. Don't give in to isolation. See what the devil wants to do, is isolate you, right? I mean, just you know, go back to National Geographic. What does the predator do? The predator always wants to isolate one of the animals, its prey, potential prey from the herd. And so even if you have no prayer in you, even if you have no song in you, go to somebody's church, go to an Episcopal church. <clears throat> Let the words wash over you. Let somebody sing over you. One of the things that I do personally that helps me to worship when the worship is beat out of me is let somebody sing to me. And so I'm, I'm big in the car with the music. And sometimes, you know, I'm having, I'll, I'll, tell, I'll be very vulnerable here. I'm in the car sometimes and I'm crying, you know, because I, I need to, to express my heartbreak. And sometimes the songwriter and the singer uh, ministers to me better than anything else. Sometimes I can't find solace and strength in the prayer book or even in scripture sometimes. Sometimes it just misses the mark. And so for me, at least it's music. And so uh, it's also been quiet walks in nature. It's also been service, forgetting about myself for a time and just caring about somebody else for a season, somebody who who would love to have my problems. Um, So I, I think that how we worship going forward is and however we do it. It is to just remember that God is bigger than anything we can face. This is what we learn in the cross of Jesus Christ is that, you know, brute force and trouble and betrayal and all of that will have its moment, but it won't have all the moments. And so that's what encourages us.
1: And thanks be to God for that. Bishop, thank you as always. And thanks for listening to Four People. You can keep up with us on Instagram and Facebook at Bishop Rob Wright. Please subscribe, leave a review, and we'll be back with you next week.